That's I. Now I'll start recording because there's <laughs> a lot of foolishness here. Okay, and I try to get myself kind of about the same height and size. Maybe I should change my background so I'm not in Greece if you're going to actually record. You can do whatever you want. It's your... Yeah, let, me, let me just change it's up. It's your image. You know, we don't care what you look like, really, to be honest about it. I'm backing up so that I, so that I can be uh, there we go. about the same size. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that. Okay, so... Um, what's the name of your company? Direct something. Prime Data. Prime Data. Prime okay. Data. Let's see. And where are you located? Up uh, by Toronto? T just north of Toronto. Okay, Ontario, let's just go Canada. with that because we're Americans and we don't know where the heck Toronto is. Much I less. know. Like, why would you? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm John Miglosh uh, with the WDMA, and I'm here with Steve Falk, and he's the founder and inventor at Prime Data. Is that right? I, I, yeah, it's a great name. Inventor it kind of conjures up Thomas Edison. I, I like that. It? Yeah. And uh, he's just north of Toronto, but he does do a lot of work with U.S. clients. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. We're very close to the U.S. border at Niagara Falls. So every day just about we drop mail in, in the U.S. through there. You drop it in the falls and over yeah. a barrel and see if it gets delivered. Yeah. That Your might, mail crosses the bridge at, uh, and overlooks the beautiful falls when it gets delivered from that us. Might, he drops it over the falls. That might be quicker than than USPS. We don't know. <laughs> um, I, I get in trouble. But, you know, they, they're not members. I can't figure it out. I get all these USPS people patting me on the back for, for you know, promoting mail. I think I'm the only one who does, you know. Toxic mail in it. Well, the two of us met that way because we both seem to be people who like to talk about the importance of mail and how it works in these these days and why people should be using it. So well, that so, brought us together. So your company sounds like a data company. Uh, yeah. And so what do you have to do with mail? What What's the distinctive of your company? Well, we started as a data company 22 years ago. And then uh, 12 years ago when I came on, board we bought everything we needed and we moved three times to, to build inkjet and laser printing and whatever full mail capacity so so you know we have solid roots in technology but i think one of the the things that distinguishes us these days is is the technology foundation so we're doing an awful lot of automated direct mail so it's you know things where the data is coming in every day through apis coming from e-commerce companies coming from people who are sending us stuff to mail every day and within hours it's going into the mail system so like if i'm uh i'm running on something like salesforce i know they have a lot of api connections you connect with yep. them yeah so okay. they you know so uh, i want to send clients a, who have built yeah, things, so i want to send a mail a piece of mail in my salesforce i got this little follow-up letter and it looks like a greeting card let's say or something yeah. and i and i'm talking to you and i say oh i gotta send steve something i click on something and magically the yep. API takes it to Canada and you send it over, over the falls or wherever it goes. Yep. We print beautiful folded cards with handwriting script on that say, thanks for the meeting on Salesforce. I love talking with you. Can't wait to we'll meet in person at the show in Orlando. And then that gets put in a beautiful handwritten outer envelope. Sometimes there's stamps. A bunch go to the U.S., a bunch go to Canada, and it all happens within 24 hours of you pressing the button. Right. But I just want to send that one. And that's it. You got just one, but you know, they, there's users. What if, what if it looks, I want company. What if somebody else wants to send one that doesn't look like mine? It's a different one. There's usually, there's a, a templated variety of them. So oh, okay. there's a, a number of different ways you can do it. Like if you've, um, 
I think the, the closest imitation to the kind of work that we work with, and some of our clients have developed these things as well as, uh, as us, would be uh, like thinking about how you do an email campaign. And I think that's where, you know, direct mail and email, they're, they're so similar, right, in the way that we've tried to do things. We use different channels to get there, but how we communicate is the same. So like how you would design an email in an email program where you'd pull down a header and have different templates ready to go and then, and then dump a bunch of today's results in there. People maybe who visited your website, abandoned their shopping cart. You wanted to thank for buying their first thing. You wanted to bring them back because it's been six months since they've been there. That, you'd send emails to well, them. The thing, yeah, the thing that I would really like is to have it send them out two months later when I've forgotten about them and follow follow up with them automatically that's what I yeah really well mean. they have those kinds of uh, programs now so like uh you know uh if you could just go in and go like marketing automation tools those things are all built on that right they just keep a timer going and they say if a client hasn't come back to the store in two months please send them an email or a text message or or a printed postcard with some kind of offer coupon welcome back etc so it's uh marketing automation like when when direct mail meets marketing automation, you have you've stacked all your channels up. You you know what you want to say, and you're using all the different channels that people would like to get. Okay, so now when I signed up for this meeting together, I said what I really want to know is is do you have any case studies or anything? You know, because in the you know I worked with big catalog companies, and we yeah. would mail. You know, we would mail the people that had bought in the last three months more aggressively than the people who bought in the last hadn't bought in the last three years, as an example. And we would do it all with RFM, right? And and yeah. maybe we would play with the inkjet message or something, but you know, basically we'd be sending out a catalog. Um, and we'd do a lot of modeling to decide, you know, maybe they were a hunt an old hunter and it was hunting season and we wouldn't mail the old fishermen. You know, there's a lot of segmentation yeah. we could do with millions of customers. But um and we I think we were pretty efficient with it, you know, because when you're dropping half a million pieces in the mail or something, you know, you get you gotta get pretty good at doing those selects. Um yeah. now we're talking at the very other end of the spectrum with automated like micro mailing teeny right? <laughs> weeny little drops yeah and and it, i'm you know i just keep thinking well it's got to be a lot more expensive um but do you have any and not that expensive oh, is it, bad it, 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 it's is definitely it effective yeah. that's the question is the expense worth it and do you have a uh, case study or something that there's two of them on our website uh, one mentions sephora and the other one mentions wayfair you know, like a, a company like Wayfair, you think of them mostly selling furniture online and maybe like like they could solve most of the problems they need to solve by just having online conversations with, with their customers, right? But you know that you see Wayfair billboards, you see trucks with Wayfair printed on the side of them. Like they're a very multi-channel marketing company. And uh, I think there's TV ads, there's certainly digital video ads and all kinds of things for Wayfair. But they realized that uh, they, they, for acquisition, they would use direct mail to target neighborhoods where there would be people in the right kind of marketplace. So they would do kind of EDDM or saturation mailings around that to get new acquisition, but then ongoing customers, they had the home address cause they shipped furniture to them, right? So it's no longer purely a digital communication channel. They have the opportunity right. to send And they postcard. did have a catalog for a brief moment. Yeah, so the uh, you know with 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 Wayfair, there's a, there's a case study in Sephora as well. The Wayfair one, you know, what they what they really wanted to do was bring people back 
who had abandoned shopping carts. They had sure. pretty good statistics from online email campaigns. They knew that if they sent emails out, X percentage of people came back. At, yeah, and you don't have to share perfect. the percentage, but is it better? Because mail oh, is yeah. about 10 times more expensive or 20 times more expensive. So is it a comparable amount boost? All they had to do was take 50% of the people for three months and send them a postcard. Yeah. Right? And then they said, well, we spent X number of dollars on postcards, and but we sold this much more furniture when we sent the postcard and our margin is X. And so we made a 5X or whatever the number is, X. And they're good, right? So I just say, why don't, you know, there's a model. Anybody thinks that they want to boost their email marketing, take a three-month slice, take a chunk, like, you know. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be you, half if you got enough, if you got enough traffic, right? You know, like, uh, there's numbers I probably shouldn't tell you, but they, you know, like a, a normally three, uh, you know, three people buy for another six people who fin don't finish. On a, on a, oh, yeah. On well, e we have industry also, statistics on cart abandonment, and it can be right. as high as 50%. But it's no, 70, 70 sort of industry. Like, it's very high. Like, okay, it's very, yeah. very, very. I do it a lot. Because it's yeah, like, and, where do you find out the shipping charges? Oh, you have to go all the way to the end. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah. And so, so the, you know, and, um, <laughs> You know, they also they've also done other studies that aren't covered in that, um, which I don't think I'd be too out of place to just mention that. Like, you know, they they think that um, they've spent so much time getting a customer that losing them is a terrible loss, and wow. so that they'll right. do reengagement. And I think anybody can you know quickly do the calculation on like what's it like when I just stop having that customer buy? They maybe yeah. only bought three things from us, and you're really hoping lifetime value in e-commerce. Like you're not setting up. You know, there's exceptions like we've talked to the mattress companies who make those big squishy mattresses. You only sell one. So you don't have any follow up like you don't right. even have like, you know, like at least in the fishing tackle business, the guy loses a lot of lures. So he's back every year. You know, you're expecting recurring revenue, but like not in the mattress business. You're hoping that you sold them the best mattress the last 10 years, you know, and so you don't have to worry about. Yeah, but 10 years isn't that long. And what was interesting is if you've heard my love sack. Uh, case study and you may this may help you uh, it's it's on youtube under you know if you look for if you look for like 50 minute or more of my videos yeah they're in there and there's one called why mail and it and it's laid out pretty well there and there's a, it, it every now and then i give it a good 10 minutes to explain it but they made furniture and expensive furniture and you know You'd never need it again. That's their pitch is that yeah. you can get recover it by yourself. It unzips the covers you can throw in the wash machine. It always looks new. And if you want to put leather on because you could afford it now and you couldn't when you bought it, you can do all that stuff. So the, the VP of marketing said to me, well, why would we mail to people that already know what we do when we're looking for new customers? Because people don't buy this very often. And right. I said, super good question. And nobody's ever asked me that, you know, and I said, we can, we can figure it out. He said, you can, you know, and Patrick, he came from Mountain Dew. So he didn't, you know, he wasn't about, he didn't know individual customer data, data stuff. The pro, yeah. He didn't know what we could do in mail that we can't mm -hmm. do in TV or something. And so I said, yeah, we'll take 90% and we'll mail them and we'll take 10% and not mail them. And we'll be very careful about it and we'll see what happens. And right off the bat, we had a 300% ROI. The customers who we mailed to bought more 
clearly more because we had their credit card number and we could recheck all that than the people who we didn't mail, who we just let go. The customers would come back and I don't know, maybe they bought flow, throw pillows or new covers or something. You know, we didn't worry about what they bought. We just said, oh, they came right back in the next month or two. And then we noticed because we were doing the merge, the matchback, right, by hand pretty much, you know, just looking at it and trying to tune it to be fair. And my IT guy says, hey, there's a lot of next door neighbors that bought. So mm-hmm. I called up Patrick. I said, you, could we put those in? And he said, well, do it both ways. See how it comes out. 900% ROI when we put those in. For every one customer that came back to buy furniture, two neighbors came back and bought furniture. That's funny, eh? Because like, you almost like putting a yard sign out on the street that says, I just bought some new furniture, you know, with that postcard. Well, it's, a classic, they, yeah. it's a classic example. You know? Well, or they come over and they yeah. say, where'd you get this? Oh, here's a catalog. Kaboom. That's going to respond way better than than anything else you could ever do in any media. Yeah, I think that there's certain certain products and, you know, we both just talked about a furniture example where the good news is, is everybody needs furniture. Eventually. Yep. You know, if I if I go back to the fishing one, you know, the two neighbors could not be fishermen, in which case the conversation. Oh, I see you got a new box of rods. Well, in my neighborhood, they are. Yeah, so like the, the, if there's certain products that are really great for those examples because yeah. everybody's got furniture in their house. Everyone can admire their neighbor's new new stuff and go, hey, maybe I should try it too. So these are well. These also guys. in the U.S., if you're mailing into a big apartment building and it says Steve Falk or current resident, yeah, the postal service can or does just drop the whole pack, <laughs> and the neighbors in that building will get access to those catalogs if they want them. the deer occupant stuff yeah yeah and so the, um it's it's earth day here in canada and i know it is around the world oh yeah I, I, talk about i that. have to i have to mention our greenhouse gas neutral direct <laughs> mail you know it, it it's okay I, with me i know so I, I i just put a shout out to my team who did the research we we basically did a greenhouse gas emission study of the well we we went and talked to the paper companies who made the paper that we use and then we looked at our our commute to work and our plant. And then we went and opened up the annual report for Canada Post. I just talked to a company called Lob in the States and they're doing much the same thing. Oh down yeah, there. And, I know that. And they haven't, they're going to have an announcement in June or July, but uh, we were the first to come to market anywhere in the world where we did the full scope of the whole system from the tree to the mailbox. And we are um, buying greenhouse gas offset credits for the whole process. So any mail that leaves our place comes out, carbon neutral and, and starting this April it's the first time we've launched it so it's 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 kind of a neat initiative it allows us to, th- to, to think we're doing our little part that we can for our little sector and, and and the information that we have is all available on our website it's open IP if somebody else wants to attempt to try it uh, not that difficult I recommend having a look at it yeah now you should tell your clients they should also kick in for all the all the server <laughs> electricity they're burning yeah, and you know world. what's happening? It's it. Uh, so to, to be fair to some of those, like I think Amazon may be buying offset credits for all of their servers. Microsoft is. Yeah. And um, well, except you know, they moved to Canada because the power was cheaper. Yeah. Well, probably also the other thing is is because our power comes from water falling down a hill as opposed to burning coal. It's there's they don't have to buy as many offset credits, right? So hydro. Right uses a lot less so does nuclear so if you're only concerned about greenhouse gas emissions 
you'll try to find places where like some provinces in in Canada, uh, Nova Scotia, for example, we don't have a pipeline or, or any big rivers over there. And so they just still burn coal. They have coal mines in Nova Scotia they, that still work. And kind of so makes coal, sense it, if you got the coal right there. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, so they're trying to do more solar there. But but anyway, that that's our our announcement for this year. Moving forward, we, we think we can continue with this carbon neutral direct mail and uh, and. You know, it will re reduce people's um, immediate objections to paper and mail that they might bring up. Hey, you know, isn't this bad for the environment? We've actually done quite a bit of work on this to try and just make it not so. Right. I know. And uh, paper does recycle. It also burns if you want to put it in an incinerator and make more electricity to pay for. You've heard of the service. you heard of the circular economy. You heard of that. that yeah. Thing? So. You know, if you get a if you get a, a an email and it uses it emits greenhouse gas emissions as it goes through the servers and ends up on your phone, you know, when you read it, poof, the, the greenhouse gas emissions are in the sky. You can't recycle it. But when you get a piece of mail, the carbon's still in the paper. It hasn't been released into the sky. Now you've you've released some carbon getting it there uh, in the transport system, but then you can crunch this up and throw it in the recycle bin and it can circular around. Paper goes around quite yeah. a few times before it can't be used, you know, and and so it really a piece of paper is part of the circular economy in a way that that an email message or a text message or a social media post will never be. You just right. can't recycle it. You can't crunch it up and throw it in the green bin for use a second day. Okay, so now that we've got an excellent reason to work with you specifically, what clients would you really like most? What would you, if you could? If you could talk to anybody who's either considering mail or doing mail, what what would you be looking for, and what would you say to them? Uh, I would love to talk to clients who have lost faith in it, and sort of maybe did it once and said that doesn't meet with our you know X multiplier on our re return on marketing spend that we currently get with this amazing digital world. I, I'll say you know what I think I can find ways to prove. And the second group would be maybe somebody who's never used direct mail before. You know, like people, we or we get people coming in saying, like, I use uh, SMS, email, every other digital channel as part of my marketing stack. But I, I hadn't, you know, I'm only 29. I've never even licked a stamp. And so could you tell me? And so people who've never mailed or people who lost faith in it, I, I think we make a good argument to, on how to, how to test it, integrate it, make it feel like a modern piece of your marketing technology okay and it sounds like you know if they want to mail 10 pieces a day or what what's a good scope for you guys what's a sweet spot uh, you know what um you know nobody really wants to do any channel unless they're doing you know why bother what's doing point, any channel right? and if you're only doing six a day right so but like you know anybody who's got a uh, hundred to a thousand relevant communications a week is is probably you know if you're doing a hundred relevant ones to move a, a Mercedes, they're pretty yeah. relevant. Yeah. You know, so I think sometimes it depends on what you're trying to move. Uh, well, what know, would but, be an upper limit? Because you know, I know you're not doing rotogravure, right? Yeah. No. With with our inkjet printers and stuff now, I mean, the only limitation is can we get the stock, of course, because of supply chain issues. But you know, literally, you you can move, you know, hundreds of thousands of postcards a day. Okay. With, with inkjet and you can really and, is and that we're mainly what company. you're like, what you're doing is variable press uh, inkjet yeah 
everything's right up right fresh from a it's a white paper factory as we call it you know it's it's a white piece of paper when it goes into the machine and comes yeah. out afterwards uh, uh there's very few customers that have the kinds of volume or the kind of staticness to it that that would lend itself to like printing a bunch of shells and then just putting the address on but I, it, it happens from time to time do you uh you mentioned a folded piece like it could look like a greeting card so i'm assuming you do those and flat uh postcards do you do multi-page um you know mini catalogs or anything like that there's a few things that are like mini catalogs there's there's a, a piece that we do like it looks like this see how this kind of looks like an envelope yeah but but it's not it's this is a, a self mailer that opens up for fundraisers okay yeah nice and, and uh it, it it's printed on an inkjet press and it's big but it, it has, has a return a, a return, return envelope, envelope. oh glued, that's yeah, nice glued, i like it's that glued on with a little piece of glue dot yeah, and I so know. this is also uh it looks like a coupon that you get on most fundraising pieces of mail i'd have to take the the uh it's what it looks like, you know, the, the, what you'd expect a fundraising piece of mail to look like, but you can tear tear it off, you know. Yeah, and send and put, it back and in, it in and, oh, I like that. That's good. Good tracking nice and everything. That's a nice Yeah, so, and, and, you know, the other thing about it is because it's done on inkjet, you can personalize the back, you know, right. if you're Susie, or you can personalize the front. These are just parts of the same sheet of paper, so they make a nice... You know, you, it yeah, catches that's your a great, attention. That's a great little. Have you done? Uh, are you able to do? This is one of the difficult things. Are you able to do a format test pretty easily? Yeah, you know, it. it I mean, it, postcards it, versus something like that. You know, you you can. We have a couple of like in any given day, we're doing some you know size A postcards, some size B postcards, some size sheet like this, some into an envelope. So we're doing several different things. So a client could split their their stuff up into. Does anybody do post- it? Because that's, you know, yeah. you, you know, I think people te- don't test enough. Yeah. Well, good for you. You know, like to your earlier question, like, which are your favorite clients? I would love clients who don't think they know everything. <laughs> and, and and that's why I say, like, give me ones who haven't mailed before or have lost faith so that we can sit and do tests and, and do things the and way they learn look. something. Right. I know. You know, they they uh, these they would be feel better about the money they spend. I would feel better at, with them having them as a customer because I can know what we're doing is getting the best results. And, um, uh, you know, otherwise you end up people that they go, I know what I want to do and I'm going to do it like this. And, and you never know whether it's the right thing or not. No. And then whether it works or it doesn't, they change it next time. So they don't have any baseline, no, no control, no nothing. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, like people the same don't want to know. On that one. People don't thing. like the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's what yeah. I say. Well, you know, digital has changed things for people a bit on this uh, because on digital, you can often do A-B testing and stuff almost on the fly. You know, with the move of a mouse, you can say, I'm going to change my subject line and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to send half out like that and half out like that. And then you you, you, you get an A-B test. Um, it, it, they're, they're used to that, but they don't sometimes think of that way with print because i think i have to do a whole bunch of like if it's the catalogs like i'm doing all my catalog to look the same right yeah so i'm just going to make a yeah. good looking I, catalog. with catalogs usually we did a we did a signature on the interior or uh we did a cover test and we you, man i've seen 40 percent difference between two covers that looked almost identical yeah on six hundred thousand pieces so it wasn't that just a, a smurfy difference. little test yeah, no, and you know what? I uh, it, and and the thing is, is that that is done oftentimes. You know, you you don't get the chance 
to do micro testing on that. You know, right. I, I'll just give you an example. Now, I don't know how, whether it would work or not, but I, it might be the kind of test. So you've, you're going to do some micro change to the cover, right? Now we have a digital world where you could test that tomorrow. So you would just put two Google ads out, one with the original cover slogans and offers and the other one with a slightly different one that you think, and you would watch what happens. Right. And then you might not print any of this one because this one performs so much better, right? You'd like, why bother doing a test? We just tested it in digital and it's so much stronger. And that cost you $300 to test online in Google ads rather than, you know, waiting till next year to be able to change your catalog again. So there's neat things about digital for testing. Hey, no, I'm okay with that. I think it yeah. makes a lot of sense. But a lot of times you don't get enough reaction to make the test a valid Bump. Yeah, you do need to get usually like, you know, you have to be in a big enough marketplace and space to be able to get people to, to react. Well, to it's been a pleasure, Steve. I'll uh, I'll get this <laughs> compressed down a little bit. And uh, I hope you can join us on Thursday. I know you've been to some of those little meetups. Yeah, I think I have signed up for it. Okay, and, uh, I, I, I tell uh, people I we have celebrities it. come and, you know, you're one. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the time, John. It's sure. been a pleasure. Have a great day. Join the WDMA. I, I have it up on my screen right over here. Oh, I just got to go down and find a credit card to be able to Oh, good, to do good, it. good. Well, I hope you do. It <laughs> encourages me a lot. I, if I could do just talk about mail and do beekeeping, I'd be happy camper. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Find yeah. things you love doing. Sure. All righty. See you, John. Bye. Yeah.